A reading from Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 to 31. Then the angel of God, who had been travelling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on the dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses his servant. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who weren't before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would help me to speak and give us ears and 
open hearts to receive your message for each one of us. In Jesus' name. When I was a child, I was told that if you went over a railway bridge at the same time as a train went underneath, then you could make a wish and it would come true. Now, I lived near a railway line, so it was quite easy for me to um, make wishes, and I'd always wish that my family would be happy. That was always my wish. And I shall never forget the day when uh, my mother decided to ride my rather stubborn Shetland pony down the road and over the bridge. And as she went over the bridge, a train went underneath. And the pony was so terrified, it bolted. She fell off and broke her glasses. Well, thankfully, it was only her glasses that she broke. And the reason I tell that story is because so often I hear people say, I just want to be happy. And that was what I wanted for my family. That's what I used to wish for, that they would just be happy. But, you know, the thing is about happiness is it's dependent on our circumstances. And actually, our circumstances are always changing. And we don't usually have any control over our circumstances as much as we might try. Funny enough, the the word happy comes from the word hap which means luck or a favourable circumstance. So this morning, I want to talk about hope. Because hope is not dependent on luck. It's not dependent on a favourable circumstance. It's dependent on a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And in our Gospel reading, in Matthew, Jesus is teaching his disciples about the hope they have in him. And it's actually a very challenging passage, but it's foundational stuff for Christian living. John Stott says this passage, which is known as the Sermon on the Mount, describes what human life and human community looks like when it comes under the gracious rule of God. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I believe the poor in spirit to be those who recognize their need of God, recognize that we're all sinners and that we need God. One of the most humbling experiences that Pads and I ever had, well, I say it was humbling for myself, I can't obviously speak for Pads, um, was when we were invited to a choir practice um, in South Africa. It was in a tin hut in a township. And the choir consisted of a group of uh, young men and women who literally had nothing. And yet, they seemed so rich because they worshipped as if their whole life depended on it. They had such hope that actually I was really quite envious because I think here in the West we have so much material stuff that gets in the way of us really being dependent on God We don't necessarily need to give all our money away to be poor, although it might help for some of us. And we don't have to wait to experience the kingdom of heaven because we can experience that right now through a relationship with Jesus Christ. But what a wonderful promise for those who recognize how poor they are in spirit. 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. There is hope for all those who mourn, for God himself will comfort them. And often that comfort is administered through his people, through us. We are the hope for our families, for our friends, for our communities, for our nation. Not because of who we are, but because of who we have put our hope in, the person of Jesus. We are ministers of his comfort, each and every one of us, because his spirit lives in us. That is what the new bereavement support group is going to be bringing every, well, once a month on a Thursday, not every Thursday. It's going to be the first Thursday of each month. They're bringing God's comfort to those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The Greek word used for meek means gentle and considerate and unassuming. And Moses is described in the book of Numbers as very meek, more than all the men were on the face of the earth. The good news for Moses is after 40 years tramping around the desert with the moaning, grumbling Israelites, he's going to get to inherit the earth, according to what Jesus said. And I believe that this is the new earth which is spoken of in the book of Revelation, when everything will be restored. Moses put his hope in God, and we see that so clearly from the passage in Exodus. So let's just turn to our Old Testament passage and pick up the story of Moses and the people of Israel. They're being pursued by the Egyptians, and they must have been terrified, but God is with them. Verse 19 says, The angel of the Lord, who'd been traveling in front of Israel's army, now comes behind them. And God himself, who's in the pillar of cloud, his very presence in that cloud, he also goes behind them. And he stands between them, his people, and the enemy. What a wonderful picture of God's protection for his people. Moses then stretches out his hand over the Red Sea as God had commanded him to. Moses was completely dependent on God. His hope was in the God of miracles and certainly not dependent on his circumstances, which looked quite hopeless at that time with the army bearing down on him and the Red Sea in front of him. We read that all night a strong wind blew and the waters were divided so the Israelites could go through on dry land. And I love this next bit. God then threw the Egyptian army into confusion and jammed the wheels of their chariots. At this point, the Egyptians wake up to the reality that the Lord is fighting for the Israelites and they need to get away fast. But it's too late. But it's not too late for us. The Lord fights for us. And in him we have the victory. Moses knew God was faithful, but I can't imagine how he must have felt at that moment. The Israelites uh, all looked to Moses, and Moses thankfully looked to God. And he obeyed God because he knew God. And so he took that step of faith, despite, I'm sure, his fears and his doubts. And the miracle happens as he steps out in faith. 
The Red Sea is parted and the enemy is subsequently wiped out. And I have to admit that I often go to pads first in a crisis, which is not really very sensible. I don't think he can part the Red Sea. But I sometimes struggle to, to trust God and to appreciate his power to change situations. Moses is often described as the righteous man of God. He trusted God for everything, for food, for water, for protection, and God was faithful. And that leads us back to our gospel passage in Matthew. If we pick it up again at verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mother Teresa said that the world today is hungry, not only for bread, but hungry for love, hungry to be wanted, to be loved. They are hungry to feel that presence of Christ. And Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. What an incredible invitation. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Nicky Gumbel suggests that there are two slightly different connotations to be merciful. First, we are to be merciful to those in need and to look out for those who are hungry and outcast and lonely and sick and we're to have mercy on them. But secondly, we are to be merciful to those who wrong us, even when justice cries out for punishment. I know this is not very popular in today's culture. However, if we consider how much we have been forgiven, then extending mercy to others is not such a huge deal. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. I think children are pure in heart, and they believe God for miracles. I heard a lovely story a few weeks ago about a treasure hunt. It's quite an unusual treasure hunt. A group of children, the youngest was actually only four, prayed with their youth leader And they asked God to give them words of knowledge and pictures. And then they went out on a treasure hunt. One of the children believed that God had given her a picture of a little girl with plaits called Naomi and that she had a broken heart. And while they were out on their treasure hunt, they saw a family and the youth leader saw a little girl with plaits They weren't sure if this was Naomi, so the youth leader decided just to call out her name, Naomi, and this little girl turned around. And so the youth leader took the children over to see the family, and they explained about this picture that they felt God had given them. And it turned out that Naomi had been born with heart problems, and actually that week she was going into hospital 
to have some tests to see if she had sudden death syndrome, which I'm not familiar with, but uh, I'm sure the doctors amongst us are. The amazing news was that several weeks later, they heard that Naomi's tests were completely clear. And the children and the youth group leader were so encouraged because God had given them that message to encourage that family. And then he had worked a miracle and he had healed this little girl, Naomi, through the children. So how can we be pure in heart? I suggest we need to be real with one another and with God and to put away all false pretenses and actually to be childlike and to believe in the God of miracles. Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians that God promises to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power That is at work within us. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And I think this is peace on on three different levels. I think it's an inner peace, peace with other people, and peace with God. Each one of us are called to be peacemakers in our homes, in our workplace, and in every walk of life. But it's hard to be a peacemaker if you don't have inner peace yourself. Jesus said to his disciples in the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Putting our hope in Jesus And trusting him in all situations brings us peace and enables us to be peacemakers and to be true children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Blessed are you when people insult you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I don't know about you, but I'm actually quite fearful of persecution. I don't mean the sort of persecution we might get in this country, where you might maybe just have someone take a little jibe, or or they might sneer, or they might laugh at you. I mean real persecution when your life is in the balance. And we hear it happening to other Christians. We've been hearing it on the news recently about happening to Christians in Iraq where they're being killed for their faith. And I heard that they were told that if they renounce their faith in Jesus, then their lives will be spared. But apparently, not one single child or adult has renounced their faith in Jesus. And I find that really mind-blowing. How do they stay so strong? I believe they they stay strong because they are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. They are given a hope that is real and that is built on relationship. 
a hope that holds fast to the promises of God, and great will be their reward in heaven. And we too need to be people of hope. We need to celebrate the wonderful news of God's promises. We're told to rejoice and to be glad, to trust Jesus in the midst of our pain and our suffering, to know his peace, to pray together and encourage one another. Dr. Kenneth McCall and his wife spent four years in a Japanese prisoner of war camp, along with 1,200 other prisoners. He writes, We were kept in a factory building. The windows were patched with newspaper against the freezing winter. At first, it was each man for himself, jealously guarding his own possessions, fearful of what his neighbour might steal. Then secretly, a few of us began to meet each morning to pray in a dark cupboard. As more and more people joined us, the atmosphere in the camp changed. People started to pool their resources, sharing knowledge, putting on plays and concerts, helping one another, and not fighting over food and clothes. It was the difference, he said, between existing and living. And he said, for the first time in his life, the power of prayer to heal in the absence of medicine became a reality. So let's not pray for happiness. Let us pray that we will put our hope in Jesus, whatever our circumstances are. And then we will know true happiness and be blessed more than we could ever hope or imagine. And I want to finish with the words of our next song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, Weak made strong in the Saviour's love. Through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. Amen.